0: Inspirational and instructional, Dr. Joe Schwartz's book, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, gives a step-by-step approach to finding your bliss through TM.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Joe Schwartz. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk to you about a very important topic on resilience. Resilience um, is a coping mechanism is a way in which we all deal with crises, adversities, life challenges, everything that happens to us in life that we, we don't foresee. And today's uh, topic is very important because being a resilient person is something personally, as a psychologist, I think is an absolute key to your health, your mental health, um, how you function in in, in daily life, and uh, if if you can get good at that, and I can show you how to do that, uh, you can really be very successful in life and control a lot of outcomes. So let's begin by a definition, and a lot of my own research had to do with my own research into the American Psychological Association's definitions Of resilience, and I also looked at uh, the American Pediatric Association. So um, resilience can be defined as the process of adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences, the mental, emotional, and behavioral ability, emotional flexibility to adjust to uh, internal and external demands. Internal demands could be Let's say you have a life-threatening illness or even a a bad cold or COVID. I think we all can understand that. Um, uh, It it means really to bounce back, to, to withstand whatever life hurls at you, adversity, life events, and to work through the suffering, the emotional pain and the stress that comes with uh, difficulties in life and it happens to all of us i don't think you could call yourself a human being without having a, a couple of real crises in your life so the the study of in the study of resilience and they've done a lot of research on what resilience is they even have something called resilience theory and they've studied how people adopt to the challenges and the adversities in life. And what do we mean by adversity? Well, uh, a, a very there are very common events, uh, depending on your age group. If you're a student, a young student, let's say you're going to school, you could be dealing with um, people saying nasty things to you on the bus, dealing with bullying. Okay, with any type of abuse, with a difficult teacher, difficult classes that you never think you're going to pass. As you get uh, older, it could be uh, obviously more significant problems such as uh, loss of a partner, death in the family, severe illness, financial problems, job loss, you get laid off or you're fired. So those, those can really challenge you and ask yourself, um, how can I keep going? And that's what being resilient, and, and I, again, I believe it's such an important mechanism in successfully living your life. So um, th- there could be other um, very, very difficult situations that are more common to our modern society. For example, natural disaster. All those people down in Florida uh, dealing with terrible hurricanes, and in the South in general. Um, Shootings, and we all know about that over the last 20 years. How uh, the mass shootings at schools or at public places, people who are enraged uh, can be very traumatizing and difficult, and um, just people passing away for no reason, and of course there's terrorism, and we all know about 9/11, and um, but I, I think today, actually, the terrorism doesn't seem to be making the headlines. It's more the natural disasters, and the shootings, which is a more of an indigenous problem with the population here in, in the United States. So going on, again, I did a lot of my research with um, the American Psychological Association. And um, when, they, when we talk about re- resilience, it, it's not something genetic. This isn't something that's fixed, that you're born with, like blue eyes or brown hair. Uh, we know that in the studies of resilience, it isn't something um, like IQ that you can you 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 are born with a high, lower, in between IQ, and you have to try your best to um, to use what what's given to you. Um, so with resilience, you can grow in your capacity to handle life events. It could be learned. A lot of life skills are really learned. And we, we you know, that's the old argument uh, between what's genetic and what's affected by the environment. And I just cited IQ. Well, IQ can be stable uh, across the years. Your IQ really doesn't go dramatically up or down But your environment can influence that. And sometimes when you're in a bad environment, it can make your functioning worse and create big challenges. Um, And this is where if we learn certain techniques, no matter what our IQ is measured at, we can actually become very successful. There are many people who are very successful business owners who never were great students or achieved wonderfully academically or intellectually, but their motivation, their persistence, their ability to deal with with starting a business and all the challenges that had to do with that and the goals that they set is learned. And and that is hand-in-hand with resilience. Resilience is something you can learn no matter who you are, no matter what gender you are or how old you are, you can learn to get good at it. And it comes with practice. So it's, it's a combination of inner strength and outer resources. And, and what does that mean? That means that a resilient person gets very good at knowing what their inner strengths are and also learning how to ask for help. And uh, just to get back to uh the the three things that I've talked about so many times in my book you the, the way to succeed is is to exercise to do tm but also be able to be big enough to ask for help and go for counseling and that's really what resilience is 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 about that if you have an illness you got to go to a doctor you got to seek a specialist if you're having financial problems then you need someone who can help you maybe balance your budget. I had a patient yesterday telling me that he's making good money and $1000 here, $1200 there but he's spending it almost as fast as he's making it. He loves to buy stuff online and on Amazon. So, but he's reaching out for help. Okay? And that's what that's being resilient. That's knowing that there are sources out there that you can go to. Um, so when we when we when we also see uh, a resilient person, we're we're looking at someone who can specifically have some coping strategies. Um, he he's he or she is able to engage and and take advantage of all the. Um, quality resources and social resources that are in the community, whether it's medical help or psychological help, or just speaking to a family member or getting your social support that way. So um, again, it it has to do with uh, using all the skills available to you uh, with family, with social support, and once you start to do that, you start to realize that your confidence, your self-esteem is also growing with it. And if you have those particular skills, they're gonna get stronger. Okay, the the more you feel that you can handle each situation, your confidence, your self-esteem is gonna grow. The more you feel you have coping skills, um, the more optimistic you're going to be in life. The more that you can, can reach out and ask for help with others, the more actually you could speak and communicate with others and become more a- empathetic. So understanding what, what you could do as a person, as opposed to telling yourself, well, I've had this setback. You know, it's, it's, I'm just fated uh, that this is going to happen understanding that you're smart enough and able to to react appropriately and to do something about your situation is a very big sign of resilience and strength another part of resilience is emotional regulation skills a lot of, if you if you feel overwhelmed and we've all felt overwhelmed when we have to do 10 things in one day and and then Uh, take care of a family member. Um, If you can understand that and take a step back and maintain your focus and not be overwhelmed by all the things that you have to do, if you can break down your week into chapters and and make lists and tell yourself, well, I'm going to start doing this at 8 o'clock in the morning and I'm going to not not go grocery shopping till one o'clock. If you keep your focus, or if you need help, you seek assistance. If you're so busy you can't go grocery shopping, maybe the grocery store can send groceries to you and you could do that now. But having the regulatory skills not to be overwhelmed and to figure out a plan how to deal with these overwhelming factors is really the strength that being a good, resilient person gives you. So why is resilience important? Let me just summarize. It gives people emotional strength to deal with hardship, with adversities, with trauma. And, and if you're a resilient person, you know how to look for help. You know how to utilize your own strengths inside of you. And you know how to look for the resources that are going to help you. They could be medical, they could be community resources. Um, if you're the, if you're someone at home suffering from abuse, maybe it's time that you speak to the police or a lawyer, okay? if it's If it's physical or mental abuse. so these these challenges really bring out the best in a lot of people. And on the other hand, unfortunately, they can really cause people to break down. So that's why it's important to learn how to become a resilient person and how to avoid being overwhelmed or uh, emotionally unstable, okay? So how do you deal with your challenges? How do you deal with your setbacks? And and as I mentioned a minute ago, the opposite of being a strong, resilient person knowing how to deal with immediate and upcoming emergencies or financial problems. The opposite of that are people that lack resilience. And studies have shown that people that give in or feel so overwhelmed or helpless um, without thinking their way through things, they start to rely on very unhealthy coping mechanisms, such as avoiding their problems, um, isolating themselves, not asking for help, uh, self-medicating. I mean, if you look at all the people that have been having drug problems or any type of addiction, alcoholism, it, they, they're not very resilient or they refuse to use what they have to, to solve problems. It's too hard, it's too overwhelming to solve a problem, to try to ask for help to figure it out. It's much easier for me to go to the liquor store and get a six pack, or to pop some pills and feel good. And I don't have to think of my problems. But of course, two hours later, five hours later, the problems are there. So resilience then becomes a habit, okay? Bad habits are taking drugs, avoiding. Good habits are confronting things, having faith in yourself, having the confidence that whatever comes along, whatever problems you have, there's always an answer. There's always an answer. People that don't have that have no answer, or they say to themselves, I have no answer. I'm going to drink for the rest of the day. So... um, let me just quickly cite some research uh, that's been done on, on resilience. Um, the, um, a longitudinal study was done that factors that were protective for adolescents, for example, at risk of depression, were family cohesion, positive self-appraisals, good interpersonal relations, and these are the things that really lead you to become a very resilient person, okay? That that helps you view and engage the world in a positive way. Um, taking advantage of all your social resources leads to coping, okay? Um, another study that was um, done in a, uh, a research article that was done on coping and problem solving, solving talked about how uh, they, coping and problem-solving can empower a person who has to work through adversity and overcome hardship, and developing positive coping skills like optimism and sharing can bolster resilience, more so than non-productive skills. And this was a, a research study that was done in November 2020, Frontiers in Psychology. so. There's so much research out there to show that fostering one's resilience in times of crisis or or trauma really strengthens the person. You know the old saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But some people get killed and some people don't. Okay? And what's interesting is that anyone... Can go from negative to positive. They can they can learn to become a resilient person, even if they've been a- addicted or programmed to really just give up. Uh, I'm as a psychologist over three decades. All I all I've done is introduce coping mechanisms um, to individuals or families or couples who've basically given up. It's much easier to scream and yell. It's much easier to just get away and avoid your problems rather than trying to figure them out. And um, that really, once you, once you start to learn that there's not one problem that you can't solve, okay, together um, with another person and maybe even on your own, but if you have the attitude that you can solve every problem that you have, and some problems are very hard, whether it's cancer or a bad car accident, you, have to, you, you learn that. It becomes a habit. On the other hand, giving up and not being very resilient is also a habit. Okay, And it can be learned and, and strengthened. So I'd also like to talk about um, some other other definitions of um, of of um, resilience, and maybe I'll, at this point I'll take a break, and I'll come back to that pretty soon. Thank you.
0: Super Radiant by Dr. Joe Schwartz, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, opens the works of TM as a path to daily relaxation and stress relief.
1: Let's talk uh, some highlights of what a resilient person is. And there, there are seven things that the American um, Pediatric Association has emphasized um, children and young adults should be taught. And the first thing is uh, how to be competent, how to handle a situation, how to trust um, themselves that they can make a responsible choice and decision. And you know, the problem I think in this country is is that children will learn immediately through one source, and that's their parents. And of course, if their parents are not very competent and they don't know how to handle situations or trust their own judgment, well, what makes you think uh, children are going to be able to do that? On the other hand, once the child leaves the home or the child sees other families or teachers, counselors and other forms of intervention can help that child learn to be competent. Okay, and how to handle such, and and things are going to happen in life, like let's say you get fired from a job, you know, you maybe they'll learn what they did wrong and they won't do it again. Okay, and so trial and error will also help us all learn, and we've all been through that. Uh, another thing that the American Pediatric Association suggests is confidence. Confidence is a is a big part of. Ha- Learning to be resilience. Um, do you have the the confidence to handle uh, a a real life situation? And the, the the way you get confident is to be confronted with problems: a bad teacher, a bad grade, okay, uh, guys or people that are bullying you at school. Um, you don't succeed at the sport, okay, so you have to figure out how how you're going to deal with that. I mean, can I change my classroom? Can I try another sport? Okay? Can I figure this out? And that develops confidence. So all these seven suggestions here really tie into each other because the more confident you are, the more competent you are. The more competent you are, the more confidence you're going to have going forward. Another... Uh, another Highlight of resilience is connection, having uh, having the ability to communicate with friends, with family, uh, with your community, and I've I've emphasized that too in in my three prescriptions for success. That you just can't in this lifetime. You really just can't do it on your own uh, in in so many ways, and I think. What's good and fortunate in the sports world and the academic world, in our society today, uh, we're, we're we're not putting any stigma on anyone uh, who wants to ask for help or who doesn't feel well, and promoting uh, connections, right? So, having the ability to reach out to your family member and tell them, "Look, I have a problem," okay. If, you, if they're not available or you come from a home where it's a broken family, maybe you can tell a teacher, someone at school. Maybe you can get counseling on, on your own. You can even have a trusted friend that you, that you can share with. But at least you're trying to problem solve with someone other than yourself if you really don't feel that you could do it on your own. Okay, so the old saying, three heads, two heads are better than one. So having that ability to become connected to other people, to ask for help, is really very important in being resilient. And then uh, another area is character. What does that mean? That means that we know right from wrong. We make responsible choices. And uh, where does that come from? Well, in... When children are growing up, that comes from usually what type of home you're in. I mean, if you're in a home where, where not a lot of people are very motivated, or there's a lot of unfortunately unemployment, or uh, at worst crime and drugs, you know, how do you develop character? Well, maybe you could read about it. Maybe you can look at other role models of people who understand right and wrong. And then, going forward, you're gonna make good decisions, okay? And you, you're just gonna say, well, you know, my, my friends want me to come with them and drive the getaway car when they rob the jewelry store. No, that's gonna get me arrested, okay? So, those things come along in life, depending on where you live and what happens to you, or it could be in different forms. But knowing what's right and knowing what's wrong can help with uh, you become a very resilient person because you're not going to create extra stress for yourself. Uh, Another area is um, having a sense of purpose in life. And that's a very powerful motivator to want to contribute to life, to have some goals, to think beyond yourself, to think that Whatever you're doing, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, or a politician, you're going to be helping more people than just yourself. And what does that contribute to resilience? Well, if if you're, it, it means that you can you can get it. You if you have a sense of purpose that's beyond yourself. Whatever is happening in the foreground, if you're having a problem maybe with your health, you have a bad cold, or um, maybe you had a, a disagreement with a relative or, or um, you, you made a mistake at the job, okay, that that overall purpose that you have, which is to become maybe successful eventually, um, that you, you won't let the little stuff bother you. Okay, and and so you have to have some sense of purpose that in 20 years I'm going to be at such and such a place in life. I, I, I will have succeeded in my business. I'll be making X amount of money. I'll have a family. So all the, all the small stuff is not going to bother you that much. Okay, so you have a greater purpose. Down the road is what matters, not all the little stuff that's happening right now, that sometimes that could be annoying, fender benders, people cut you off on the road. So having seen the big picture is also a very good way of becoming a resilient person. And um, having coping mechanisms, learning to deal with stress, and this is something that I very much approve of and support. And uh, in my book, Super Radiant, A Doctor's Personal Journey, I talk about how I I was confronted with a terrible setback with the death of a spouse, financial problem. I I really needed a way to cope with the stress. And I remember I learned Transcendental Meditation many years ago and I just got back into it. And I I would say the, the three things that I emphasize, exercise, talking to someone if you have a problem, Meditation is probably one of the best, one of the most important. And that coping mechanism, recognizing that there's stress, that I've got this problem, or all of a sudden I got laid off my job, okay? How do I deal with that stress? Well, sometimes just talking to someone isn't enough. Sometimes just exercising for hours isn't enough. Meditation TM meditation transcendental meditation will take you to a very blissful wonderful place you'll be you'll be really getting rid of so much stress you'll come out of the meditation and i can only tell you how i felt years ago in college i came out of the tm meditation not too many things bothered me okay and um all the things that would have added to my stress just didn't and the stress that was coming at me, I was able to handle because I felt more relaxed in between the times I was doing the TM. And then when I was doing the TM, I was relieving so much stress and feeling so relaxed, recharging my batteries, and then I was able to get out there and and do my thing. So having a technique to handle stress is gonna help you become better prepared to handle all these adversities and setbacks. Because, you know, if you can take a step back and just take 20 minutes to relax and get your thought, and get the stress out, you'll come out of it, uh, the meditation session, thinking more clearly. And I've talked about this so much in my book, that there's so much research out there that the correlation between coherent thinking... Okay, your brain really acting in an optimal way. And doing Transcendental Meditation is really an important factor in, in achieving that. So if, if you've been resilient, you're going to get better at being resilient because you're doing TM, because TM is helping you really think a lot better and make better decisions. And the, the last thing that the... Um, A pediatric association has suggested is control okay to have that attitude of who's in control in other words if you are not a resilient person you feel everything is coming at you and um, you're just a victim I'm a victim I'm a victim and um, your decisions don't matter and you have no control over things well The opposite is really true. If you study the most successful and resilient people, they believe that they can control their circumstances. Now, are all circumstances under our control? Of course not. But um, most of them are. And having that belief that you're not a victim, that there is an answer, um, really empowers you. So these are the things. I mean, if you're going to raise a, a child, and I can understand why, the um, the pedi- the American Pediatric Association would would encourage this, uh, because all the stuff can be learned. It's not genetic. It's not IQ. Okay. It's not um, whether you're six feet tall or five feet tall or or um, black, white. Um, Heavy said or not, it has to do with what you want to learn, okay, and how you want to improve. So, um, being, being a resilient person, I, I think you have to accept the fact that things aren't going to go exactly the way you want them to down the road of life. I think that's another very big attitudinal feature that It's not like you want to expect bad things. But understand that there are going to be bad things. There'll probably be more good things than bad things. But I'm not going to deny them. Okay? I'm going to accept the fact that there are setbacks. And becoming successful in life means you're not going to be hitting 400. Okay? You're going to be striking out a lot and then you just have to get back up and be at the plate, okay? So, social support, self-esteem, coping skills, communication skills, these are all very, very um, important aspects of being re- resilient. Emotional regulation, okay? Um, telling yourself that it's this isn't so overwhelming, I mean, they, they did an interesting study, unfortunately, about people who decided to end their life. Um, and th- what they found was is that people that, that had attempted suicide had lower resilience scale scores than people who had never attempted suicide. So uh, it, it, it's like, do I just give up? I mean, sometimes life can be so overwhelming that we all have thoughts or fleeting thoughts of that. And I guess as a clinician, it's always my job to first ask people, are you in any danger of hurting yourself or other people? If you wanna hurt yourself, do you have a plan to do it, okay? But everyone at some point in their life might, might have these thoughts, but resilient people just push them out of their head. They don't give in to them and they certainly don't make suicide attempts, Okay, but the 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 people that have it doesn't mean they're bad people. All it means is that they're thinking incorrectly, or they've um, they've made a decision that this situation that I'm in is so overwhelming that it isn't even worth uh, me living anymore. Okay, and which is really a shame. One of my mentors, the one of the motivational speakers and psychologists, Wayne Dyer. Who I have so much respect for. One of his most famous sayings was, "Always choose life. Always choose life. Because life always is is the answer. The answer isn't to take all these a bottle of pills or or um and your life. Always choose life. So that's one. That, it, it, Dr. Dyer was an example of what resilience is all about you grow up in an orphanage you don't even know who your parents are what are you going to do okay you you become great in your own way and you decide to set goals for yourself and write books so it really resilience really really is an attitude and is a learning mechanism and i think this podcast today is so important because in this country Unfortunately, so many people um, have, have really decided that they'd rather hate other people rather than work on themselves, or they'd rather take a lot of drugs, and, or unfortunately turn on the television and see all these ads for food and just eat themselves to death. And I'm, I'm sorry to say that, I'm not trying to, to um, denigrate people that have weight issues, But everyone's really a product of what they're teaching themselves. And if you allow yourself to be taught certain things by turning on the television and seeing all these ads for food over and over and over again, isn't it interesting that you're always going out and eating? On the other hand, if you can control that and not get overwhelmed by that, well, then diet becomes more important than you okay? And eating may be because you're feeling so stressed and overwhelmed with stress. And a resilient person will then decide, well, what can I do to handle my stress? I can exercise. I can learn transcendental meditation and relax. I can organize my thoughts. And if I need some help, I can reach out and and talk to someone. So these are some of the... This is a a very, very important way to get successful in life, in my opinion, is really to become a resilient person. When you read my book, if you've picked up the book, you'll see, um, in my case, where I had two of the worst situations, uh, extreme financial problems, and then on top of that, my wife passed away, I, I didn't give up. I, I just decided that I had everything available to me and the brain power, the motivation, uh, the skills necessary to succeed. And I told myself that over and over and over again. Anybody can do that, and it can be learned. So that's it for the podcast today. Uh, I wish I was on the radio where I I could take some questions, and I'd be very much interested in everyone else's experience in life and how I could help them. Thank you so much.
0: Dr. Joe Schwartz found transformation in his daily life through TM. Read his compelling story, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes and Noble.